This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson-Burns, writer and the protagonist of Heroin Training. Joining me today for our campfire episode is my co-host, actress and activist. Welcome back, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your artist vacation life? Hello, Zandra. I've missed you. Oh my goodness. We took about a month off the show after completing The Artist's Way. And um, my art life and my artist vacation was, it was restful. I, for, you know, those who are following along the, the episodes before our vacation, my goodness, I had so much go on those last couple of weeks and, you know, moving and big photo shoot uh, opportunities came up and then the movie happened too. And so I was very happy with all of that, but I really took April to rest and decorated my new apartment and um, reconnected with a really important friend. And I also went to Vegas for the weekend for the first time, uh, which was marvelous. I visited a friend who lives in Vegas and we just had an amazing couple of days, just complete fun, you know, no agenda. Um, I've, I've gotten so used to my, my like every, even every trip is kind of a work trip. Cause I usually, if I'm taking a trip, it's, uh, it's to go to a convention or it's to go to something that I'm half working at. So I just, um, I'm coming back full swing now in May. Uh, and I, I just, I definitely feel ready to jump back into life and I feel back into production mode, but I haven't taken that long to really allow myself rest in maybe ever. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm feeling so much more grounded and so much more clear on what's next. And I I guess I feel more enthusiasm in general uh, because I've got things going up that I'm excited about. And the, the, the rest and the space that I gave myself allowed me to really commit to only what I am excited about. Sandra, how was your artist vacation? You know, I've been thinking as I do to how to answer this question that we always ask, so I, I must be prepared. I've been like, how do I sum this up in a word? And I was like, you know what? I don't know. So my 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 artist vacation is I don't know, but it just it just, I just feel good. I what I planned for my time off from this show was I really have for a long time wanted to spend the night at a hotel at this particular hotel called Tiger Lily here in Edinburgh that is just so fancy. And I go there for morning coffee sometimes um, just to have a beautiful environment to work in. And I would always pretend like I was a guest there at the hotel, but really I'm just a local who trekked across town to go to this fancy spot. And I had the... um, the little difficulty of being in in lockdown here in Scotland at the time that we took the break from the show. And there was this question as to whether the restrictions would lift in time for me to get to go. So I had to play this 
this game with myself of, okay, how I, I have to make this time, this vacation feel meaningful, even if I can't go on this overnight stay. So it inspired me to make little tweaks and changes at home, mostly in mindset, I will add, rather than like buying stuff or moving things around. I can't really put my finger on it, which is the amazing thing. And then I, I was fortunate enough to get to go to my overnight stay. And when I came home, I realized I still felt like I was on vacation. I didn't have that, that like, oh, I miss being in the fancy room. I felt like my own home integrated into where I was. And so I got both grace. I had, I got to go on my vacation and I got to make my home more of a vacation. I'm going to steal a classic Zandra line here and ask you, in, in, in terms of this hotel stay that you did get to have, what was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, well, all credit of that line goes to my sister. Um, my favorite part of the hotel was um, <laughs> watching YouTube. <laughs> There was this, like, fancy TV on a swivelly thing, and I just watched the usual YouTube channels I would watch at home. I did Gala Darling tapping in the fancy bed with this big screen TV, and it just felt very luxurious to be doing something that is usually, like, on my tiny phone or laptop um, on a TV in a hotel room. I hear Gala Darling clapping. I can hear it. I was it. like, she will be proud. She would be so proud. Before we get to our campfire, we finally have our announcement to share here for the first time on air. And that is that we are hosting virtual art parties. Yeah, we can finally talk about this. So we just announced it over the newsletter. Um, so if you are not signed up for that, I highly recommend people sign up because that's where we're putting announcements ahead of like episode releases. But um, we are doing live virtual art parties twice a month. I am super excited about this idea. We basically just really wanted to connect to our community more. Um, we realized just how important it was to us as the hosts of this show to, to continue this uh, gathering around the campfire feeling um, in, a, in a more frequent and more even more connected way. So twice a month we'll be hosting these live virtual art parties at a pay-what-you-can price. And you can register on our website for whichever works for you. And one thing that I'm really excited about is that they are just live. We're not doing playback Zoom. You don't have to you know, worry about watching it over. Uh, if you can make it, show up. And if you can't, just come to the next one. I think we've all gotten a little overwhelmed in the past year with the many Zoom meetups and fitness 
classes and online workshops and the ones we can't make live we then sign up for anyway and feel obligated to watch after and we're not doing that we're just doing it live so that you can come hang out and be here in the present and then just come to the next one if you can so Zandra I'd love if you could tell people what the two different parties will be every month because we have that planned too This part is really special, so we're starting with a social art party, which is sort of like a live version of an Art Life campfire episode where Grace and I will share how our art life is, and then we'll invite a few of you on to share how is your art life, which I'm really excited about. And this is an opportunity to dedicate an hour to living your art life and connecting with fellow artists. And then the second party is a silent art party, which is also about dedicating an hour to living your art life, but it's about connecting with fellow artists in silence. So you could do this for an artist date. In fact, if you need some accountability, just bring whatever project you're working on or inspired by in the moment. You can bring your your collage materials, your paints, your knitting, And whatever it is for you, we will all just practice our art in silence for an hour. The dress code for both events is pajamas. Of course. And our first one is on Saturday, May 29th at 11 a.m. PST, 7 p.m. here in the UK. We're going to be on Google Hangouts. So visit theartlife.show for the links to join. I'm so excited to see people. I'm honestly most excited, even though I'm such an extrovert, I am most excited for the silent art party. I'm like, I get to hang out and like journal or draw with all of like my friends just hanging out with me. It's so wonderful. I love it. And we would love for all of you to come to to all of them, to both parties. So we all have different moods and even Grace wants to sit in silence sometimes with everybody. So, and and even I am up for chatting with people sometimes. So um, we want to celebrate the, the that like, we're not all either introverts or extroverts. We have different moods and different needs. So um, let's, let's honor all of that and, and all under the name of art. All under the name of art and all under the name of connection. So with that, I think that's a good place to get us started with our our triumphant return, our campfire special dedicated to our community that did the artist's way with us. We asked those of you who uh, did the artist's way to write to us and share about your most special artist date. Zandra and I got to talk so much in the 12 weeks of The Artist's Way on the show about, you know, what we were doing for artist dates and what our ideas were and what we enjoyed and what we didn't. And we wanted to hear from you. So that is why we are sharing listener submissions talking about artist dates. I love the variety that we have coming imminently in these shares. So let's begin. Our first letter, which I'm holding in my hand, is from our listener, OTT Jasmine, in Germany. And she has agreed to let me read a section of this epic snail mail letter 
that she sent us in the post. You might be able to hear the rustling pages. OTT says, Like you, Grace, I pour my heart out in letters to my friends, and I'm always happy to support them. So I wrote quite a few letters until I realized that they just say thanks online with a smiley face, or not even say thanks at all, until I asked them if they got my letter. I tried not to let it get to me, but I eventually stopped because it felt like a long battle that made me sad every day. The upside to that is that I started writing myself the kinds of love letters I wanted to get. Girl power. And that really changed my relationship with myself because I stopped waiting for other people to love me or appreciate me and started loving and appreciating my own dang self just because. Writing myself love letters unlocked another layer of my craft and another dimension in my self-expression. I learned to practice or try to practice more kindness and self-compassion which taught me to treat myself the way I'd treat my mother or a little child in my care. I started writing letters to deepen my friendships with other people, but I ended up deepening my friendship with myself, a friendship I didn't even realize I needed so desperately. Thank you so much, OTT. And just so you know, if you're listening, dear, um... Zandra, for her artist date, sent me a beautiful voice memo reading this letter from you out loud. And that, so your, your gorgeous handwritten letter turned into an artist date that Zandra had and just a beautiful moment in my life. And I'm so inspired by this that I will be absolutely writing love letters to myself. So thank you for being our first submission. Our next submission is from Janae, who joined us for part of the artist's way. <laughs> Janae said, I'm very late. Life is wild, and I have to admit to you that I flunked out at week eight. But I did literally make a hand-bound journal. I took all of the paper that they put in boxes as filler, you know, the long strips of brown paper, and ironed it, cut it to size, hand-bound it together, and did a case binding on it. I plan to use it to record all the random historical and other facts I come across that I want to save as inspiration. I decided to keep that first sentence that Janae included because it is such a contrast to what she actually achieved. I replied to her, doesn't sound like a flunk to me. And I just want to reiterate that pretty much everybody who sent in a story said, oh, well, I don't think mine's very interesting. And that's exactly why we are putting this episode together, because, I mean, they're very interesting to me. And it's all just the context of what feels natural to you. Um it should be celebrated and and really, um, yeah, should be celebrated. There's also a transition in here from random historical facts to a an artist date that was sent in by my mom. She says, I've walked by many places in my town 
where I would say to myself that I should return and get to know the historical significance. For my artist date, I am doing it. A few weeks ago, Jim and I visited the MFA, that's my dad, where there were so many John Singer Sargent's paintings related to Boston. And she sent me a postcard, one of them. I looked up the addresses of his art studios and home and made these my artist date destinations. I knew that some of the scenes from Little Women were filmed in Beacon Hill, so I wrote down all the addresses and took an artist date to these locations. As I was standing in front of these homes, I could picture the scene where they were coming down the staircase. I decided to rewatch the movie to see if I could recognize other scenes too. On this walk, I also visited Louisa May Alcott's actual home where she wrote and published her first book. I often walk by these homes because I am on my way to the post office or to the grocery store, but this walk was different. It was with the purpose of visiting her in mind. I am just starting the artist dates, but the list is growing. Bullfinch buildings, other authors' homes. Once I learn these, and this part is to me, I can take you for an author date. So sweet. I love when an artist date inspires you to then bring a friend for the next time or bring a daughter. Um, I think it's really cool to explore something new or, you know, find enjoyment in in a, a new venture and then say, oh, this would actually be interesting to this person and I'm going to take them to the next one. There's no rules. You can do that <laughs> um, and just spread the inspiration. And what's amazing about this story I want to point out is that Louisa May Alcott is one of my favorite authors and my mom knows this. And this is the first time I'm hearing about this. She did this in secret and something that I really enjoy about this method is that she wasn't going into organized tours or um, or like setups. It was just knowing where the house was. And that is such an experience that is valuable to me at home when I'm also in a, an art city where I can't go into places as much as I used to and I can't travel outside of my city as much as I used to at the moment. So it's a good reminder that just knowing that an artist lived there makes it an occasion. Our next share is from Laura. Laura says, I enjoyed really tuning in to what I wanted to do each week of my artist date, not fixing myself to one thing and also being okay if it was something I would sometimes consider an errand or just exercise. One week I went for a swim as that was what I was craving in some downtime and yesterday, I went to Bunnings for Supplies, a gardening store here in Australia, and then spent a few hours preparing the garden for winter. My most memorable artist date was probably spent in the Adelaide Central Markets. They are kind of famous here. And for the first time in years, just spent time wandering up and down the aisle getting what I needed, but taking time to browse new stalls and the produce. Whereas normally, I would just rush to where I needed to buy from and only visit my favorite places. It was nice to wander. After writing this, I feel a bit bad, as these are many things I know a lot of the world can't do right now due to COVID. 
I have felt very fortunate to live where I do in Australia, to have been minimally impacted. I hope others will be able to enjoy similar artist dates very soon. Laura, you can't see me, but I hope you can hear the big grin on my face. Uh, Zandra and I are big fans of The Art of Wander, and uh, that's a good episode to go back to if you haven't listened. But um, I think that was a big a big takeaway from this round of The Artist's Way for me was the artist dates being more spontaneous and being more about what my inner child needed that week instead of trying to enact some agenda or some idea onto myself of like what I would what I foresaw I was gonna want no I allowed myself in the moment to do what felt right and I'm so glad that Laura did that as well because that was so rewarding for me our next letter It's from one of my favorite people in the world, Lori. Lori said, My artist date a couple of weeks ago was letting myself edit and annotate a transcript of an online Zoom interview I put together last month with Rupert Graves, the actor whose work has had more influence on my life than any other actor. When he first thunderstruck me, With his talent, in 1987, I knew nothing about him except that he was one of the leads in Maurice, the first movie ever to show a male-male romance with a joyful ending. His performance was full of love and truth, and that made it brave. Nobody asked me to transcribe the interview. I just wanted to do it, but I hesitated because I knew it would take days to do the way I wanted. Could I justify taking that much time for something that wasn't either parenting or work? I reasoned that this is the kind of artist contact that builds up the foundation of my art life. Decades later, I remember the times I connected with artists I admire, got to tell them exactly what about their work had reached me, got to experience what their art process might have in common with mine. After a year of pandemic, I appreciated the glimpse we got into the life of this artist who is going stir-crazy at home, unable to work in live theater, barely able to act in movies or TV shows, living with his mixed-race, white, and Asian family with his tween and teen kids, and his wife struggling with online schooling and cooking elaborate themed meals at home to stave off boredom (laughs) and the art life kinship i feel with this whole picture fills me with affection it's been a year of enforced home life with kids in a family that constantly makes things music or writing or foods or crafts it can't be produced produce produce all the time there has to be downtime for reflection. It turns out that there's just as much fatigue in going nowhere and helping your kids go nowhere as there is in going to work and school, work and school. It requires just as much conscious discipline and there's just as much doubt about doing it well enough and also the self-approval when you know you've done a reasonable job that you and others will remember for decades. I thought of the elaborate themed meals that Susie Graves makes during the artist date I did last night. 
I signed up to be one of the contestants in the great British Bake Off-inspired segment of the Three Patch podcast. We'll be doing a technical bake where they don't tell us the challenge until it begins. It took me about 10 seconds of wondering what the challenge would be to realize, hey, this is the Three Patch podcast. Oh, it's going to be Spotted Dick, isn't it? That's like the only thing it could possibly be. Ugh, steamed puddings. What even is a steamed pudding? Why? <laughs> Turns out, by the way, just editing, uh, Lori was right. It was Spotted Dick. Um, (laughs) Of course. So I did a practice run as my artist date. Well, it turns out that Spotted Dick is delicious, fragrant and comforting. And it does take some time. So it was good that I could justify it to myself as an artist date. I find out tomorrow afternoon whether I was right to guess that this is our technical challenge. I could be wrong, of course, but as guesses go, I'm pretty sure of this one. P.S. I also now make chickpea stew, uh, revithia, at least once a week because of the artist's way. The recipe that requires me to slip the skins off of every individual chickpea before cooking. The built-in time it takes to do this has become something I actively want. Wow. First of all, love hearing about an artist date that has become a weekly ritual. I very much experienced that myself. And my other favorite part of this story is how Lori's artist date was transcription work and that what she really wanted to do was in that work realm and that to her that was a date i can really relate to that too and i've heard other stories like that too so it just goes to show that these ideas have to really come from within of what feels authentic to us in the moment and clearly this is so meaningful to her and i'm grateful that she's done that work our next artist date share is from sarah Sarah says, I loved the sense of community I felt from working through the artist's way together with the podcast. And because of that, I really wanted to contribute with my own artist date experiences. However, I kept procrastinating on writing you this email because I felt insecure that my artist dates will sound boring in comparison to all those wild, bold, and creative dates I imagine everyone else having. The truth is that I struggled with my artist dates precisely because of this perfectionism, that an artist date is only worth doing if it's a wild, bold, and creative whole day endeavor. If not, I might as well tick something off my to-do list, right? It took me almost half of the book to convince myself to start small. My first dates were awkward attempts to sneakily do some work or chores in a more playful way. I know, I know. But slowly, it got better. Here are my three simple dates I loved the most. A date that turned into every day. I got my first tarot deck that I've been contemplating getting for half a year and threw myself a witchy reading. Since then, it's my daily routine, and I find so much joy and guidance in my cool deck. An easy one I still think of. I fell in love with Billie Eilish after watching her documentary on a lazy Sunday morning eating frozen pizza. I'm aware this barely sounds like an artist date, but for this recovering perfectionist, it felt like an inspiring vacation. 
the most elaborate one. I redecorated my whole working desk into an altar to my inner artist slash child full of treasures from the past and reminders for my envisioned future. This process included a three-hour-long visit to a tiny and lush boutique plant shop and cafe where the owner was just as serious, if not more, about choosing my next leafy soulmate. Meanwhile, we chatted about plants, and I browsed through his beautiful book full of photographs of indoor garden projects while he was pottering about and making his takeaway orders. Then, one day, towards the end of my artist's way journey, a switch went off. I turned a fresh page in my planner where I usually write my weekly to-do list, took a fat colored pencil and drew a line, dividing the space of my to-do list in half. I filled the upper half with lovely and joyful activities and let go of half of my chores. Each week since, I draw the line lower and lower until one day an artist date turns into an artist life. Sarah, 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 Sarah. We're going to have a talk, you and I, right here, right now. I laughed so hard when I read this. First of all, thank you for sharing something vulnerable, saying to us, I wasn't sure that I did this right. I, you know, I, I felt insecure. I think that's really great because I think we all feel that. Uh, especially when asked to share something so personal. Um, The comparisons come up, the perfectionism comes up. And so I do relate to that, and I'm sure every single person listening does too. So I really appreciate you starting with that. But I believe my response to this email, privately to Zandra, was something like, wow, our listeners are incredible. Sarah comes to us saying, I don't think that these are good enough. Or I didn't want to share because I I wasn't sure that I had done anything cool. And then proceeds to share five incredible artist dates, all of which inspire me, all of which are unique and, and funny and special. And it's just our overachieving listeners, can I just say, all of you, I hope you understand (laughs) how much you crack us up when you do start emails with a qualifier, like, I hope this is, you know, enough, or I wasn't sure if this was right, and then proceed to blow everyone else out of the water. Sarah, you're amazing. You're killing it. You are very inspiring. And that last one in particular, the the splitting the to-do list and adding in fun, I mean, I need to do that. Thank you. Thank you for that brilliant idea. That was so much fun to read. Speaking of overachieving uh, amazing artists, our last share is from my mom. And um, for a little context, uh, I don't know if I've given the full story, so I'm just going to give it because it's kind of needed before I get into the share. At the beginning of 2020, my mom, after planning for it for quite some time, My mom quit her CEO job, bought an Airstream trailer, and took off with her dog to go tour the country, uh, to tour the national parks, and and you know have for the first time real time to herself. Um, 
you know, my mom had my sister and I young and was a medical resident and then doctor in her 20s. And she has just been on this incredible path for so long. And this is the first time she's been able to really just play long term, you know, really wander. So her, uh, her writing is from the road. Her share with us is from the road of this, um, what she's been calling this year-long artist date. One disappointment in this weird year of travels was the failed plan to visit Unitarian congregations around the country. Of course, with the silver lining that my own traveled with me instead via Zoom. I thus tried to really milk my week-long stay at the North Carolina Unitarian Universalist retreat, The Mountain, beginning with Easter weekend and ending up overlapping with the Southern Association of UU Ministers Conference Weekend. On my last breakfast there, I snuck up a conver- I struck up a conversation with one of the ministers in attendance. And naturally, the topic turned to my travels and my gratitude for being able to gift myself with a personal sabbatical year. I'm about to go on a five-month travel sabbatical myself, said the minister. I'm going forest bathing all around the country. Forest bathing is attributed to the Japanese term Shinrin-yoku, coined in the 1990s. But we use no it to go back long before this under different names. Our spiritual ancestors Thoreau and Emerson, along with other transcendentalists, preached the gospel of an immersive experience in nature as therapeutic and holy. Every earth-centric religion probably contains some element of forest bathing. It's an it's in essence a practice of mindfulness in nature presence in the moment, taking notice of one's surroundings through all senses. This is a different experience than my typical hike in which, other than staring at the trail ahead of me for a safe foothold and an occasional glorious summit view, my mind wanders all over the place, truly lost in thought. This was exemplified the other day on the Appalachian Trail when I stepped a yard off the trail to let two oncoming through-hikers pass. Aiden, our family dog, Aiden, our family dog, and I stood very still. The hikers' eyes never left the ground, and I am fairly certain they never saw us. I would normally have said hello, but they were engrossed in conversation, and by the time I realized what was happening, I was afraid to startle them, so I said nothing. Others go by with ear pods, Uh, providing isolation and distraction from the monotony and boredom of a 2,000-mile walk in the woods, sort of the antithesis of forest bathing, which could not be maintained by any sane human for that duration. I spent a few weeks in the Asheville, North Carolina region, about 90 miles up from the southern terminus of the Blue Ridge Parkway. I was planning to drive all the rest of the way north up the iconic road, towing the airstream. But I felt that in the name of some kind of great American road trip box-checking completeness, I should drive that first segment without it. Because my entire year has been a long, scenic drive getting from one place to the next, somehow I struggled to give myself permission to 
take a half day to just go on a scenic drive, not towing my home and not en route to somewhere, but just for the sake of the drive. I suppose it was even a microcosm of my struggle to give myself permission to do the year-long big drive itself, which will end me up in the same place I started, at least physically, but definitely not metaphysically. I'm still stuck on the week one assignments for the artist's way. I had told Grace that I'm already on a year-long artist date, but that was really kind of an excuse for not doing the assignment. So now I figured I would justify this self-indulgent use of diesel fuel as an actual artist date, and that I would stop at least once on one of the many trail crossings on the parkway to do some forest bathing versus a hard hike for exercise. So off we drove through the Cherokee Reservation and into the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which contains the first several miles of the parkway, then doubled back north-ish towards Asheville. The first few dozen miles of the parkway did not disappoint, but I was already getting kind of tired long before my planned challenging trail stop. So when I saw the hiking trail sign in a parking area, I decided to stop and do the one-plus-miler, which was highly rated for, among other things, the scent of balsam firs along the trail. Smells like Christmas when the sun shines on the trees, said one enthusiastic reviewer. Indeed, this had to be Exhibit A for the ideal forest bathing experience. My eyes delighted in the colors and the evergreen trees against the big, bright blue sky, the wide blue ridge vistas that would suddenly appear around a corner, and the dappling of the sunlight in the most wooded areas. I had to close my eyes to be able to fully appreciate other senses. The sound of the mountain ridge, wind whispering in the treetops and the feel of it on my face the muffled sound and the feel of my feet on the very soft pine needle forest trail, the balsam aroma, indeed more noticeable, where the sun warmed the branches. Aiden stuck his entire snout down a hole in a stump, like a wine connoisseur, inhaling some delicious scent known only to him, maybe woody rot, more likely some critter traces, Five feet further down the trail, he promptly and unperturbedly vomited up half his breakfast before continuing on his merry way, waking me up out of my Thoreau-esque nirvana. We returned to the truck and continued for another 50 or so miles of steep winding hills punctuated by stunning vista after stunning but sort of identical vista. I wondered if Aiden had been carsick. I started daydreaming about other things, including tasks awaiting me back at the trailer. I had this utterly shameful thought that driving the Blue Ridge Parkway was, after a while, getting kind of monotonous, and that maybe I needed to reconsider the plan to do the entire 468 miles, the rest of it towing a 25-foot trailer. <laughs> Nevertheless, ten days later, I picked up where I had left off, this time with the trailer in tow, for another 80 or so miles before stopping for the night. However, the next morning, the weather turned ugly, with dense fog up to an inch of rain forecast during the day. 
that was a different kind of mindfulness exercise. And being willing to let go of rigid, self-imposed, check-a-box thinking, I must drive the entire 468 miles of the Blue Ridge Parkway in order to say that I did, which would be pointless, stressful, and even unsafe in these conditions. So I gave myself wholehearted permission to take the easy road, which got me to my destination ahead of time, even including an impulsive U-turn for a barbecue stop. In a future installment, my husband and Aiden and I will return to the Blue Ridge Parkway and Skyline Drive in Shenandoah National Park, but we will not be driving to get to the completion badge, merely enjoying the ride, even if that includes some cruising on the easy road instead. And of course, some more forest bathing. Ah, <sighs> cruising on the easy road. What a, what a title. <laughs> just, cruising just, on the easy road. <laughs> the art life is cruising on the easy road. <laughs> Solved it. I so appreciate how your mom is filling us in on the magic of this adventure alongside all of the like heady decisions about completion and um and like what counts and making this year worthwhile i it's just such a complete um such a complete picture of like what what life feels like frankly so i'm so grateful to her for writing this this saga to share on the show the woman can write. The woman can really write. And I, I, I just loved that she, I mean, that she shared so much about nature, of course. That's so much part of this journey for her. Um, but I love how it really ended in this, in this uh, thoughtfulness about not just checking boxes off. And, you know, this is what mindfulness is, right? Noticing when your mind is wandering noticing when you're getting back into that thinking and not judging yourself, but saying like, there I go, you know, like not being in the moment. And uh, yeah, just, it, this was so beautiful. So thanks mom. Um, and uh, I look forward to, she, so by the way, Zandra, my mom says she's doing the 12 year plan for the artist's way. So she's, she's, she's decided, she's decided she's doing each week. She's taking a full year for each week. Um, and I let her know when she said that today, I said, uh, I will be checking in with you on January 1st, 2022 to make sure that you completed the tasks for week one, because you're not getting out of this. If you're doing 12, it, the 12 year plan, I respect that. I love that, but you still have to do it. <laughs> Well, we will be checking back in with your mom in a few months. In the meantime, Grace. What is the art life? The art life is a switch going off. Mm. I wrote that down from one of our um, one of our submissions, and I just really liked that following the inspiration when whenever that switch goes off. Zandra, what is the art life? Well, the art life is cruising on the easy road. But what's also coming to me is that the art life is closer than you think. 
I'm just reflecting on how apprehensive a lot of these shares were at first, and then were just so powerful and special. So that is my reminder to close this episode that if you really are trying and wanting to live the art life, you're probably already doing it. And yeah, it's like not even close. It's like all these people are there. You're there. You're doing it. You're inspiring us. We're reading these going, wow, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. There's not a single you know entry here that didn't make me laugh or make me write something down because I wanted to replicate it. So thank you so much to our community, to everyone who shared, and to everyone who is following along and listening to these stories with us. We look forward to connecting with you in person virtually soon in our art parties, which once again you can find at theartlife.show and sign up for our newsletter there as well. And invite a friend to join us around the campfire, share this episode with someone who might enjoy it, or bring them as your plus one to the party. If you're interested and and want to join us in live time, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter and join our art parties. We want to see you there. Um, so the, the sign-up information is on our website. The link is in our show notes. Join us for the Campfires Live. Zandra, we've talked about everyone's glorious, juicy art lives this tonight today in this episode and you've shared some you know some of your wonderful rituals too around where you write and where you get coffee and what you're excited about in your daily life if people want to learn more about this where can people find your art you can find my art at heroinetraining.com that is my website where i publish my writing and everything When you sign up for the Art Life newsletter, there's a little box you can tick as well to also get the heroin training newsletter, which I am unofficially referring to as my blog, because one of the things I really found fun and miss and enjoy is writing my blog. So newsletter subscribers of mine will get to see my blog posts and members of Everyday Wonderland will get to see them as well in the form of virtual postcards with one-minute calls to adventure. So you can find all of the information for Everyday Wonderland on my Patreon at patreon.com slash heroin training. Grace, you've been so busy resting and so busy making art. Where can people find your art? Sandra, the best way to keep up with me if you're on social media is by giving me a follow on Instagram. Uh, That's where I post frequent updates, what I'm up to, where my art is, what I'm shooting, etc. So follow me on Instagram at GraceGordonOfficial. I also have new art up at Sugarmint Gallery, the gallery I show my work at most. Uh, I will have a link in the show notes if you want to check out what I'm selling. I've been selling... um, some new original art there, but also postcards and prints and even fun bookmarks. So that's really cool. And yeah, check us out there. Grace gifted me one of her beautiful bookmarks and I use it as the bookmark for my ongoing Artist's Way journal. Well, to make room for the art parties, we will not be producing episodes as often So we really do hope that you show up to hang out with us live. 
and we will be back next month with another episode of The Art Life. Until then, from my side of the morning, I'm out of practice. <laughs> from my side of from the my morning. Side of the morning. <laughs> from my side of the world, I wish you all a good morning. And from my side of the world, I wish you all a good night. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson-Burns. You can find us online and subscribe to our newsletter at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91617. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.